Now, I've stopped judging my kids, I can tell you that. Because I used to go to their house. It's been, you know, it's been a few years since I had little ones in my house. It's really cool to hear the little feet. But then you hear some stuff going on. But uh, my house is completely destroyed. And this season of my life, I like my stuff in order. <laughs> I do. I like my stuff in order because I think God is the God of order. He wants our stuff to be in order. Now, uh, when I looked at my house this morning before I left, it was a thousand miles from in order. So I'm, I'm picking it up. And I'm like, don't even bother. Don't just, they're going to tear it up again. And I was like, they're not going to tear up my. Well, they tore it up. But I love them. You know, kids are messy. And, you know, we're God's children. We get messy sometimes, time to time, time. But guess what? We're God's children. For those that have called on, all that called on Jesus, he's been given the right to be called the children of God. Right? Isn't that great? We've been adopted, man. You know, we get away with all kinds of stuff because we've been adopted. You know, you're going to let them get away with some stuff. And then there's some stuff you're going to get chastised for. Anybody been chastised? In a church like this one, thanks, Mr. Tyler, the only honest guy, not everybody. We've all been chastened because he chastens those he loves. And some have had to go behind a woodshed for extended periods of time. It's not fun. I know personally. But, so we're talking about Ephesians. To give you an overview, we're on chapter, of course, Diane knows. Anybody else? You only knew because she told you. Whatever, here we are. Ephesians is a great book, one of my favorites in the Bible. The first three chapters kind of tell you all that God has given you through Christ. Talks about all the stuff that you were. You were idiots. Face it. Every one of you. Especially Earl. I know you were an idiot. I know half your story, and you were definitely an idiot. But God shows you when you were dead to make you alive in Christ. Right? So at the beginning of time, we're walking in the spirit of the day. Right, Lisa? In the spirit of the day. Hanging out with God, Adam was there, and just, just cruising along with God, everybody having a great time, right? And then, of course, we decided we wanted to do our own thing. That has not worked out particularly well. So we're in the spirit. So at that point, we talked about this. At that point, we're in complete harmony with God, and then, bam, it just exploded. And everybody had their own idea about what's right and what's this, and that's where we were. But God preordained a time where Jesus would come to the earth and he'd make one new man through the cross. He was bringing it back through. It's like he was just taking it, pulling it back in to make one new man. And that's what the book of Ephesians is really all talking about. So in this chapter, uh, so my other grandson, well, I have four of them. Here I have Ashton and Lincoln, the little terrorists, and I have Howard and Norman. They're also little terrorists. Anybody under like 30 are little terrorists. That's what they do. So I have Howard. And I noticed the other day, we're going to get into that in just a second. You'll see the setup here in a minute. I'm hanging out with Howard, and I, apparently I'm his favorite. Lynn's everybody's favorite. I, I just want somebody like me like they like Lynn, right? Well, now, careful what you wish for. Because now I have the, the, the stalker, the little guy. And I have Howard. Howard's a little blonde, and I noticed the other day, I'm at, over at the house, right? And I look back, and I'm just talking to Erica, and I lean over on the counter. I looked over, and Howard's like, I was like, wow, this is, I love the monkey see, monkey do phase with kids. It's so cool. So I walked over, I said, I think he's, I think he's imitating me. His legs are only like this tall. Kind of like his dad. What are you going to do? He walks over. 
I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. So, you know, we're told we're supposed to imitate Christ. If you have your Bibles, I hope you do. Who's using phones? Who's got paper? Of course, the young, cool people have phones. The old cut. Thank you, Eric, old soul. Chapter 5. Well, Tyler, an exception. But you're, 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 you look pretty young. Chapter 5. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Now, it seems kind of hard to do, doesn't it? Okay, now I looked this up. You ever look up the Greek things? I've been doing that more. New Testament is written in Greek. But I've been doing this thing where I look up the, uh, the what you call it, and they got the strangest voice for the words. At least you know what I'm talking about, don't you? So I looked up this word, uh, what, they, what the original writers would have said by imitate. And I clicked the button, because I don't speak Greek, but I just want to kind of know. Because there are so many different words, like for love, for instance, the Greeks had four words. We have one. I love you, man. I love Jesus. Love you, bro. You love your dog, but we only have one word. In the Greek, they had all kinds of That's what prompted me to leave. I looked up this thing, and the word for imitate, I believe it says, mamosa. It sounds like mimosa to me. But it said, mamosa. It's weird. I was like, that is weird. I couldn't even get it because they need a new voice guy. So somebody with a cool voice guy, call the Greek translator guy and get your thing. But it means mimic. It's where we get mime from. You know mimes? You know, do they do mimes anymore? I used to love mimes. But we're told that we should be imitating Christ like that. You know, we should be mimicking the things that Jesus did. And you're going, how in the world could you do this? Anybody got any somebody that you just really don't like? Not much. Thanks, boys, for being honest. Everybody else, you're way too spiritual to not like somebody. How about love? You know, we're called to love our enemies. We have to imitate God. How do we do that? Now, I got a clip for you, a video clip. The first clip, boys. This is some of my, one of my favorite movies, Apollo 13. Love the movie. Gene, we have a situation brewing with the carbon dioxide. We had a CO2 filter problem on the lunar module. Five filters on the limb. Which were meant for two guys for a day and a half. So I told the doctor. They're already up to eight on the gauges. Anything over 15 and you get Air judgment blackouts, the beginnings of brain asphyxia. What about the scrubbers on the command module? They take square cartridges. The ones on the limb are round. <laughs> Tell me this isn't a government operation. It just isn't a contingency we've remotely looked at. Those CO2 levels are going to be getting toxic. Well, I suggest you gentlemen invent a way to put a square peg in a round hole. Rapidly. Okay, people, listen up. People upstairs us this one and we got to come through we got to find a way to make this fit into the hole for this using nothing but that let's get it organized okay okay let's build a filter maybe get some coffee going too someone now the first three chapters jesus has told you what you have 
who you are, how we're supposed to do this. And you have been given everything you need. That's why he says in another, therefore. So turn to your Bibles real quick. Second Peter. Chapter one. Starting in verse three. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more that you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But... Those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted, blind, forgiving that they have been cleansed from their old sins. Now, so dear brothers, watch. Work hard to prove that you're really among those, among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will grant you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Did you know that you've been given everything that you need to imitate Christ. He didn't leave anything out. Everything is already yours, right? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. But God said, you do it. Anybody ever go to Pete's garage? Anybody ever work with Pete? Yeah, we were. Uh -huh. Let me say, you got to get on this. So Pete's on the front of the, the Jeep. Do me a favor. And he's working over there doing smart people stuff. And he gave me this other fellow the grunt work in the back. I was just happy he was working on my Jeep. Now, in the back of the Jeep, we're having an issue, some difficulty. So I said, hey, man, go tell Pete we can't do it. He goes, you go tell Pete. You go tell Pete we can't do it, dude. I, first of all, I'm the pastor, not in the garage. Pete was kind of in charge in the garage, so this was like, the, and, and he goes, what are you two doing? Well, you know, we can't. He goes, what? I go, we can't. He goes, what? I go, can't, what? We're having some, oh, okay, so you're having some trouble. We'll figure it out. Well, of course, he just sticks his head in. What a jerk. <laughs> we figured it out. You see, God's not going to do everything for you. Some things you've got to figure out for yourself. You're not going to wake up in the morning and go, wow, oh, what pants am I going to wear? Some things God just says, throw some pants on and go. Some things are a little weightier. Some things you have to ask God's Holy Spirit, like forgiveness. Forgiving your enemies. Stepping out in faith to do something amazing for God, knowing that if you fail, what's the big deal? You're covered by grace. Who cares? You fail. We won't be the first person. I believe it's going to be a huge success. But I failed at most of the things I've done. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> Somehow, he keeps doing amazing things because he's looking for people that will step out in faith and actually take him at his word and his promises in there and do something. That's imitating Jesus, right? You can do it. Look at your neighbor and go, you can do it. Even you. Even though you're kind of a whatever, you can do it. 
He wouldn't tell you to do it if you couldn't do it. If he told you you can do it and you're supposed to do this, obviously he's going to enable you to be able to do it. It'd be kind of cruel that he would just say, go do something, and he hadn't given and equipped you to do it. It'd be kind of stupid, wouldn't it? Would you say, like, sometimes, didn't we say what a really spiritual thing is? You got that fellow that's super saved? You know any of them? They're so saved, it's ridiculous. You can't even talk to them, they're so saved. You used to be that guy. I remember seeing you in the paint stores like, that dude is freaking me out. What a weirdo. And you still are, but anyway, uh, yeah, you know a cool thing? Some of the stuff you've been through humbled you, and it gave you your appreciation. Let me say this in response to that. Don't you dare scroll, throw a squirrel up. This pertains. Some of the most <laughs> Boys? I love those boys. Doing a great job. Let me say this real quick. You guys wonder where the band was. Be praying for a little faith. She had a little issue. That's why we didn't have a band. So just pray for faith. She has a headache, so she's in the, she's, just pray for her. But uh, I forgot my point. What were we talking about? Somebody bring me up speed. Huh? Oh, okay, there you go. Thank you. The super spiritual man. So not long ago, I met a fella at a group, and this guy was a real piece of work in his old days, kind of like we all were. He was so humble when I met him just recently, I couldn't believe how humble this guy was because he could not believe that the God of the universe, first of all, forgave him for what he did, and he must have done a lot. And just the humility of Christ as he imitated Christ, just it leaked out into the room. I noticed immediately that he was one of the most humble people I've ever met, and I know this dude did some bad stuff because I could tell. He was just marked up with some certain things that I know that you did some naughty, naughty things. But the fact that God of the universe through grace would forgive him compelled him to go low. And it's just an amazing thing to see. It's just like a real, it was like a really sweet aroma. He was just such a neat guy because he was imitating Christ and his humility because he couldn't believe that he got invited to the table. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, dude, this guy. And you know what? God gives grace to the humble. When you're that humble, man, he's just going to, I got some grace for you, man. Just a He's going to enable them to imitate Christ. He's just going to keep dumping grace on them. Right? That's what the whole thing's about. Barry, we're only going to get through about a verse tonight. It's okay. Live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Yawning. I heard that now. It's a loud yawn. Such sins have no place among God's people. I've seen stories. Any construction workers in here? You don't partake in the obscene stories, do you? Of course you don't. Anybody else? Stop it. Stop it. You know what a light bomb is? A light bomb. When they start talking their tomfoolery, obscene jokes, and talking about girls and doing all that stuff, throw some Jesus in there. Bring some light in. They'll run away like cockroaches. That's what they do. And you, having the Holy Spirit in you, you can take the conversation. Then you know what hit them. You're like, pow, sucker punch it with the Holy Ghost, and it takes that conversation to a different plane. They don't even know what happened. 
like, wow, we're just talking about girls and miniskirts. The next thing you know, he's talking about Jesus. Amen. He pops up in the most curious places, doesn't he? That's your job. As you imitate Christ, that's your job. Now, if you no sexual immorality, no impurity or greed among you. It's confession time. You ready? Pastor's going to get all confessionatory. Is that a word? I just made it up. Well, we got blessed with this incredible opportunity through this company. We've been traveling all over the place, and the margins for this particular case, even Campbell back in the day, we're probably busting those margins you had, and we're feeling good about it, amen? But something happens when you start making a little bit of money. You want a little bit more money, and then you start fudging a little bit because it's insurance work, you see? Well, Lynn told me a story. You guys still with me? Lynn told me a story the other day of my son-in-law, Ashton's dad, and he's tough. He's a negotiator. Likes arguing with people. I don't. I just like, no, man, I, I ain't going to argue. Let's you talk, talk about my Jesus and I'll argue. But anyway, he said he goes in to, uh, to get Ashton looked at. And he did the normal physical thing, I guess. They do little kids, and what, whatever they do. But then he said, hey, I'd like you to look in his eye. Well, he put a flashlight or whatever that thing they do with your eye. Whatever they know by that, they're doctors, they're smart, they figured a lot of stuff out. Just, oh yeah, he's all messed up, whatever. Charged him 75 bucks for that. Well, Tyler was going through the itemized bill because he's that kind of guy. And boy, he got the doctor and got up his crawl and got it taken off and removed. Because you see what happened, they were charging the insurance company, they got greedy because they can't. Well, it just so happened we had this company that we're working for. And the margins are very nice the way they are. I don't have to mess with the margins, but they really don't know. It was a check in my spirit told me that maybe I'm getting greedy. You guys feel me? Sometimes it just kind of creeps in because we're making all this money and going, what's, a bit, what's another 50 bucks? We deserve it. I think, and, and I... We, I go, dang, Tyler just cost us 200 bucks. But you know what? I'd mother please him than make a few extra bucks, right? Because there's no recession to heaven. My dad owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And in fact, he owns the hills, right? He owns it all. So I suspect, like, as I bring my will back into alignment of his will, I don't want to be greedy, man. And I know how that's a slippery slope, that you can get greedy and you can start making money. And, and we're reminded as we imitate Christ to not be greedy. Be grateful. I'm so thankful for the work that God has given to us. And we're so busy, and I'm, it, I'm grateful. There's no, no reason to be greedy, right? Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of the world. Now, let me say this. In regards to car shows, you ready? Rex, don't get all puckered up. Just relax. But if you're not careful, it may be a teaching moment for you. So we're purchasing. Actually, we got donated. Thank you, CJ. A 72 Lincoln. What is it, Lincoln? It's about 400 feet long and, you know, does some cool stuff. We're going to slam some white walls on it. But it is a tool. Right? It's, we're not there for the car. We're going to use the car to get into a car shows where most of the people make idols out of their cars. 
It is what it is. It's not so much the car. Remember the dude that won last year? He had the Jesus thing written, the whole gospel thing all around the back of it. And it was all about Jesus for him. And I said, you know, it's funny. He never won anything. I said, the funny thing is they tolerate you at other car shows. We celebrate you here, right? Because you're getting it right. This is a tool for you to share the gospel. So this, we have to be very careful, just like the greed, because it'll start creeping back in little by little. And all the things that you, you feel me? There's nothing wrong with having cool stuff. Guys, there's nothing wrong with having some cool stuff. I like cool stuff, right? Cool stuff's nice. I think Abraham had cool stuff. Job had cool stuff, right? Jesus didn't really have a place that he had had, but that's beside the point, amen? If we use the stuff that God's given to us and we don't worship the stuff, it's not to be an idol. We can't be greedy. It's just simply, if when we say, thank you, Jesus, I'm so happy to have this because you never know. Somebody may come up and talk about this, and I can tell them about my Jesus who did the same thing for me that somebody did to this car. He restored me. He redeemed me. I was a big wreck pile of, I'm not saying it, not even in Mystic's church, pile of metal. How about that? And God comes along and saw, I want you. I'm going to do something with you. And I'm going to do something with you. And I want to do something with you. And I want to do something with you. And I want to do something with you if you let me. But I'm not going to do it all for you. Right? Everything that you have, everything that you need to have a godly life has already been given to you. Figure it out. Don't say, I can't. If you think Pete gets mad or upset, how much does it break Jesus' heart when I've said, I've explained it to you, I've given you everything that you need, and you keep saying, I can't forgive my brother. I can't do this. I can't step out in faith. This might happen. Who cares? We win in the end, right? I just got told the other day, I want to go to Uganda. I think I believe I'm being called to Uganda to go and visit the place, and I really don't want to go. Somebody spoke a word of fear. Do you understand what they're doing to people over there? Do you, you know? And I was like, I'm not hearing any of it. First of all, I don't listen to fear. I listen to, you know, I respond in faith. Now, if God tells me to go, I'm going. It's going to happen, right? So what's the worst thing? You threaten me with eternal life? Well, I mean, come on, man. I get one of them cool crowds, give it all back to Jesus, martyr crown or what? I'm not trying to be morbid. But, I mean, we're supposed to be Christians. We operate in complete freedom and faith. What's the worst that can happen, right? Go home. Go home. <laughs> Deuces. I'm out. In fact, we got to work on our video because Barry and I are trying to do a video, so something should happen. We'll play it in the church, and we got some colorful words we're gonna, <laughs> that we can actually say. Some of the things we always wanted to say because we're going to be with Jesus won't matter then. Deuces. We're there. We beat you. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I'm with Jesus. Worshiping the things of the world. We don't want to do that. You guys with me? We don't want to worship the things of the world. All the other things that other people are doing, they can do what they want, but we're not doing it. We've been called out. We are the act to say we're to walk differently. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. There's payday coming someday. Payday someday. That's a big-time message, I think, by R.G. Lee back in the day. Adrian Rogers was his predecessor, and R.G. Lee was a big deal. And he had a great message called Payday Someday. For those that don't know Jesus, that are going on their own merit, that are trying to do on their pedigree, trying to do in their religion, trying to do in their good works, it's payday someday, and it's coming. Don't participate in the, these, in the things these people do. For once, 
We were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of the light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, watch this, expose them. You know the thing, oh, stop judging me. He's just a judge, Gerald. Stop judging me. Barry said it last week because Paul said it. We are called to judge inside the church. Not outside. We're called to judge inside. I tell you about the story about the guy at the paint store? Not you, another guy. You told the story about the cussing guy, the cusser? Raise your hand if you've heard the story. Okay, you don't need to hear it again. It's a great story, though, isn't it? You see, you see, he was inside the church. So I had every right to say, hey, bro, you're making me look bad, and everybody else calls on the name of Jesus with your filthy mouth. Now, I love you, but you need not do that. Right? I'm not saying that on occasion in a golf game, maybe a duff shot, perhaps a small, very small Naughty word might pop out. <laughs> that's right, Pastor. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other story for another message, right? But you know what? That's not my pervasive way of talk. I don't talk like that. That's different because we're fallible. We're messed up. We're going to screw up. Grace covers that. Now, I don't want to abuse grace. We're not sloppy, agape, greasy, grace up in this place. We actually want to uphold the law. Remember the banner? We hold the banner up high. We don't capitulate. We hold it up, right? You know, when the enemy comes like a flood, guess what? God raises up a standard. You know what the standard is? The Word of God. Remember, uh, Bra- was it Braveheart? No, the Patriot. Oh, no, I think it was Patriot. He came riding through. like He raised up the banner. The, the, the American, was that awesome? Great scene. Right? Everybody got all riled up, and everybody said, we can do this. When we raise up the banner high, and it's God's word, we can do it. We can do it. He wouldn't have brought us here if we couldn't do it. We just capitulate too quickly. What's somebody saying something up there? I see Candy looking up there. I thought you boys threw a squirrel up there, so I'm watching you. But that was a good one. I really liked it. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil. It said, expose them. Expose them. Can you play that clip too, real quick? Copy that. Is this microphone still a presence in the splashdown? Yeah. Here we got the, uh, the parachute situation, the heat shield, the angle of trajectory, and the typhoon. There's just so many variables. I'm a little I know what lost. the problems are, Henry be the worst disaster NASA's ever experienced. With all due respect, sir, I believe this is going to be our finest hour. Woo-wee! Hallelujah. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? It's bad out there, guys. You see how bad it is? We got, we got the COVID going. We got the president all crazy. We're not going to get into that. All this bad, we get all that stuff going on, this going on. I believe this could be the church's finest hour. I believe people are ready for the truth. I believe, and you guys are the heralds of the truth. It's not just me. It's you guys. We're the heralds. God got kind of a bummer deal, didn't he? I mean, Jesus got us, the bride. We are the bride of Christ. Wow. 
So it's us. And here's the thing. It's kind of like I said the other day. Did I tell you about the chicken scratch testimony? Diane knows this story. You've never heard of that story? Well, it pertains. In this church, there's some seedy fellows. And I suspect a few seedy girls. One time, Kenny's like, yeah, I was, man. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Not you, Reagan. You wasn't. Anyway, so my buddy, you see, he married a preacher girl. And she was kind of embarrassed of his past. We're not the glory in the stupid things that we did. But how are they going to know there's a God that can reach them if we don't simply share our story from time to time? This is who I was. This is what God's done. You think I always was this good? I wasn't. If I wasn't kissed by the kiss of Christ, I'd still be that dead dog laying on the side of the road. Well, anyway, this fella, um, he wouldn't share a story. And it was a great story. I was like, dude, you were, in, you were in thumb cuffs coming back from Colorado for 12 hours? I love it. It's awesome. You see, you know, it's Jesus. Now. Just calm down. Relax. Everybody declinch. But he was in thumb cuffs for a long time, right? And I said, man, how come I never knew that story? He's embarrassed by it. I said, hey, man, did I tell you my story about my dad? And he's like, I hate your stories, Randy. I said, too bad. You're going to have to hear it. Back in the day, you see, my dad used to have this garden in the back, and nobody in the subdivision had that red little gnarly dirt in St. Peter's. Nothing grows except crabgrass, but nothing grew, right? So my dad goes, come on, son, we're going to go up here to Peru Creek Road. Craig, you know where it is, the old farmer over there. We're going to get some chicken. Yeah. Right? Well, apparently, the chicken stuff is a little hotter than most, right, and a little stinky. So come over there. My dad puts it in the backyard, and all the neighbors complain. Oh, Norman, you need to get rid of that. You're, you're, come on, man, Abbott. I call my dad Abbott. You're doing this, and you're no good, and you rot, and you don't care about the neighbors, blah, 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 blah. And my dad was, I guess I got it from him. He was a little fiery. So he said, I'll tell you. He left it out there for a minute. Finally, he capitulated and buried it. No more stink. But a funny thing happened. A few months later, however long it was, my dad got the rotor tiller out. Thank God I was too little to do it because it looked like it really sucked. <laughs> anyway, started rototilling, and it brought up all that chickens to the surface. The next year, he had cucumbers about as big as you, Kevin. They were huge. I was like, man. I mean, they were like big watermelons and cucumbers this big, and all of a sudden, wouldn't you know it, everybody in the neighborhood, hey, how'd you get that fruit? I want to do what you did. Well, if you went through what I've gone through to get the fruit that we have, you probably wouldn't like that. But you know what? You were the same person that didn't want to hear about it. And I told my friend, I go, why in the world would you bury a story like that? It's amazing. Don't glory in your past. Of course not. But look for ways to share the story, right? Because it gives God glory. Otherwise, people just think, man, it's amazing. You've been in this museum the whole time. Earl, you're amazing. You've been saved since you were, you were always. No, you weren't. Right? And <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Mel. If they don't see a contrast in who you were to who you are, it's shameful, verse 12, it's shameful to even talk about things that ungodly people do in secret. 
But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them, for the light makes everything visible. That's why it is said, apparently this is an old song from back in whenever. Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. You know, it's funny. Apparently, uh, I was watching a show the other day, and there are new species of, like, shark that they found. And they're on the way bottom where no light ever. Over the course of, you know, thousands of years or whatever, how long? I'm a, new, I'm a young earth guy, so everybody calm, relax. Just calm down. These sharks don't have eyes. They can't even see anymore. They, they don't need because they've been in darkness their whole time. How many people do you know that are living in darkness? They, they couldn't see you too f- in front of them. And then when the light comes, they run for the hills. That was us. You want to wreck a party? Drop a Jesus bomb right in the middle of that thing when it's getting real wild. Drop that, bring up Jesus, and psh, everybody just runs. And you know, it's funny when we're all walking in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with him and one another and the blood of jesus christ cleanses us from all sin that great but you know what when a person falls away you know how they couldn't wait to be with you and then they fall away and they're doing all the naughty things and they're going back in the darkness you know the last person to take a call from you you know at one time oh i just couldn't wait to get on the phone and talk about jesus and then something happens, something takes their affection away. Maybe they become greedy. Maybe they come, start going back to idols. Maybe they start doing that stuff. And the love that they had for you, it just kind of went away because they don't have fellowship with the Father. Therefore, they don't have fellowship with you. Sucks. We hate. That's the hardest part of a ministry like this when you're dealing with new believers, that we can see ahead them just slipping away, doing little things, and you're going, and you know where this thing is going. Yeah, and there's nothing that you can do. Pray for them. That's all you can do. Because I think the body leaves probably a few weeks or months or maybe years after the heart already left. They're there, and you know there's something. You know what I'm saying? So we pray for them. And just keep giving them light. Maybe it would be like a, maybe it would be like, I did a message called, be a moth, not a cockroach. Think about it. It's really deep. Right? Be a moth, not a cockroach. You guys flock to the light. You have a thousand other things you could have done. It's Labor Day weekend, and yet you come to the house of God, a house of God, not the, you come to a house of God to be with God's people. Do not neglect the meeting together as some in the habit of doing. Some people don't want to meet. They're living lone rage or Christian lives. How would you do that? Would you want to? I'm going to live a lone rage of life for the next two weeks. God, I'm going to be gone, and I'm going to love it. But you know what I'm actually taking a vacation for? It's to go hear from God fill back up so I can empty out again. But I think when you're emptying out, God will fill. If you're just like the Dead Sea, nothing in, nothing out, I don't know. Two gears in this thing. You got to reverse, you got to drive. There's no neutral. If you're not going forward, you're going backward. There's no neutral in the Christian walk with Jesus. You're either moving forward or you're going backwards. Right? Barry, it looks like we're going to have to land this. It sounds like the mongrels are getting crazy. So um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take it down to 20 because I'm dead meat later. Help me, Jesus. But, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those, but like those who are wise. Make the most of 
every opportunity in these evil days. David said, teach me to number my days. Do you know that you have exactly seven less days than you did last time we met? Fourteen over the last two weeks? You guys can do the math, even the special table. <laughs> right? Someday you're going to graduate up and there'll be new special people sitting at your table. That'll be an amazing thing. Teach me to count my days. They're numbered. So my meetings, the people that I choose to spend my time with at 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 30 plus a few years? It's different than it was years ago. I have to be intentional with the people I want to spend my time with. Not that, uh, you know what I'm saying? I just don't go out. I, I won't go join a softball league just for fun. I won't go hanging out with the boys just for fun. I'm intentional about all of my relationships, even the people that are lost. I think we ought to be at, better be hanging around some lost people, guys. By lost people, I mean people that don't know Jesus. You better be intentional about being involved in their lives because later in life we tend to huddle up, you know. You know, we like to huddle up because it's great to be in the house of God with people that think like us. It's, it's, it's great and it's easy. We all, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But what about people that don't think like us? As we run out of time, we have to be more intentional and live wise, right? Again, going back to the first part of this, everything that you need has been given to you, everything. Who's, who's mentoring somebody right now? Boom, boom. Come on, raise your hands. I know you are. It's okay. It's a, it's a good. Who, who, who's being mentored? Amen. Who's <laughs> golfing? Who's, who wants to be more intentional about being involved in some people's lives that don't know Jesus? Just coffee, hang out. You don't have to beat them on the head with the Bible or anything. Just hang out and look for the light bombs. Look for times to insert some truth. You know, get to know them a little bit because the times are evil. They should know. If they don't know Jesus, I mean, what are we doing? What's the point? Right? What's the point? Everybody with me? You guys seem kind of somber. Yeah, somber, are you? We know Jesus. Right? I think here's what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm going to take it down here, Barry. But understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. You know when you sing a song in your heart, Jesus hears it? Whatever it might be. The other day, this little terrorist in walmart was singing bingo b-i-n-g-o b -I and i was like i'm walking up b-i-n-g i was like oh my god i can't get it out of my head i can't i can't this kid was singing bingo and i was like well, what's going on so why don't we sing something amazing love what sacrifice sing stuff like that the son of god given for me what if we did that my daddy paid my death he died so i might go free what if we just sang that in our hearts all the time just sing it wouldn't it be great? He's up there going, oh, yeah, Father, you're they're just, they're just singing about me. Amen. Isn't that great? Why don't we just do that? Might look kind of weird just driving down the road doing it, but that's okay. You guys are weird anyway. From our saying, you look really weird. We should be. He's been so good to us, and we're there a thousand years while still singing these songs. We're going to be at like a, a zillions and billions of years 
singing his praises. You might as well start now. So some of you have great voices. Let them go. Some of you, just sing it in your heart. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah. Jesus has a converter box. He's up there going, oh, it all sounds the same to him as long as I'm getting glory. Amen? And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to leave it right there. And you know the cool thing? I love the next thing because Jesus, is, and I really wanted to get into this, but time's sake because I want to spend some more time. So I might, um, about marriage and what marriage represents. The bride of Christ. I'm going to leave you with this little teaser. Adam and Eve, where did God get his wife or his bride? Where'd you come from? Out of his side came the bride of Christ or, or Eve. Where did the bride of Christ kind of come from? Remember the blood that pierced his side? The bride of Christ? Just think about that. The church. If not for the piercings and the blood spilt, there would be no church, which is the bride of Christ. Isn't that great? Think about that. Just think about these things. We don't have time to get into it, but the next time we will. You guys all right? So next week you're in for a treat. I'm not here. <laughs> See what you're in for? So next week, my mentor, Don Purdy, you guys heard me talk about Purdy many times. He's in James Sutton's church. You've met him. Several people have met him. He's going to actually be supplying next week. So he actually uh, is part of Sutton's church, Walking Truth. Initially, James Sutton was going to come in. He said, why don't I bring the Reverend Purdy? And I go, can I have seen Purdy in a little bit, man? I was hoping to see him. But you guys are going to be blessed because he's something else. And he has meant so much to me in my walk with Jesus and our leadership and our He's just an amazing man. So, And the following week, one of your favorites, Dr. Brandon Boatner will be here. So it's, it's going to be great. The next two weeks may be a great time to, to invite somebody, right? And then the following week, you'll have Barry Price. So Barry will probably pick up there because um, it's some good stuff. So if you guys are new here, we welcome you here. I hope you're comfortable. Hope you come back. And if you don't, we'll stalk you down and make you come. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, anyway. Be praying for those, you know, the uh, Giovanna for a speedy healing, for Alpha for a speedy healing, for Faith now. We got all these other people that all gimpy in the back there. She's all tore up. I mean, so we're going to pray real quick, and then we're going to be dismissed. Father God, we thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that every single thing that we need that leads to a life of godliness has already been given to us. We thank you, Lord, that you give us that responsibility, that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Lord, go with us in our comings and goings. Lord, we pray for those that aren't with us right now that are sick or afflicted or in any way. Lord, we pray that you would bless them and heal them in their emotional, in their spiritual life, in their physical life, Lord. We thank you for this church. We thank you for this event coming up next week. I pray in Jesus' name that St. Louis would indeed be woken up from the stupor that they're in, that they would wake up, O sleeper, and let the sun shine on St. Louis. 
that the, the light would just shine there, would uh, radiate from there. That, and, and here's the thing. Lord, we pray that through all things we know that you would get all the glory because only you can heal that mess. Not only in that city, but all the other places there are messes, Lord. You specialize in messes. I pray that you would do something amazing there, that you would leave people in shock and awe over what you're doing because you're that good and you're that strong, you're that powerful, and you care that much, Lord. I pray that whole park is protected, Lord. I pray that every single person that works on it or speaks or counsels or sets up, I pray they're blessed tenfold. I pray they're protected. In Jesus' name, I pray that they would be drawn like moths to the light emanating from that place. And this place, too, we pray for this misfits here, Lord. We pray for misfits Uganda, misfits India, and all the amazing things you're allowing us a privilege to be a part of. Lord, do what only you can do. Change hearts, change lives. In Jesus' name, amen.